You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. All right. Welcome to Refrigerator Diaries. Hashtag Refrigerator Diaries. What's your RD? Keeping the people engaged with food. Share your stories, videos, music, topics. Let the people know what's on your diary. So today we've got a, a very special guest here. I'm drinking something delightful, right? So, you know, I will search out the farthest corner of Detroit for a good gin joint. And if I have a quest for gin, my quest gins, ha ha ha, I will uh, usually ask a bartender. And today we've got one in the studio with us. His name is Robin Cleveland. And uh, one little known fact about this gentleman is uh, in 2015, he was named uh, one of the top 20 bartenders in all of America. We'll find out what he's been doing since then to come up with his own brand of Aquavit. Aquavit, yeah. Okay, so this, I know you were explaining it. What What is Aquavit now? So it's not gin. It's not gin, but it is made in the same, the same process. So um, like gin is made with juniper as the dominant botanical. You would take, um, you would take a spirit and you would, in, you infuse your botanicals into it by soaking it in alcohol. There's a couple different ways to make gin, but this is the most popular way. Mm-hmm. Uh, soaking it in the alcohol inside the still and then redistilling it to, uh, bring over all the essences and flavors of whatever botanicals you want infused into the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Aquavit, is made the same way that gin is, but the botanicals that we use are caraway or dill. Ours is very caraway forward, but this mm-hmm. is a it's a Scandinavian style spirit, but we do actually make it here in Detroit. Okay. Caraway. Caraway. C A R A W A Y. What you would see in rye bread as the like the seeds in a rye bread. Oh, okay. So All right. Kind of so has like a little minty spice to it. Hmm. Mm, interesting. And is that a Scandinavian as well? Uh, I think it is actually native to Scandinavia. You you would uh, you would have seen it growing wild um, when Akavit was first made in the 1500s. Okay. All right. So they yep. would have, they would use local botanicals. Yep. So for those of you listening, think of. Uh, Fennel, I guess, would be like a good way to kind of characterize it. Like I said, that's that's spicy if you've not ever had a, a caraway before. So did you always want to get into the the idea of spirit making? Or uh, Yeah, I mean, as a bartender um, and kind of getting the chance to work at a high level in like the sort of the cocktail realm of things. I started when I started bartending, I was like beer and shot high volume customer service first. But mm-hmm. then as things sort of evolved, I became very interested in cocktails. And then with the sort of res- like resurgence of cocktail culture uh, in this area in particular, we started getting a lot of attention from brands, brand owners and Bartenders from this area are getting sent on trips all the time to visit distilleries, and I was no exception. I got I was lucky enough to to go on a few trips and and get to experience firsthand how things are made, and it it just really sparked a huge curiosity for me on you know researching how to do it. But it's not the easiest thing to get into because yeah. it's not legal to distill from home. So if, you know you get want to get into brewing beer, you can practice. I had uh-huh. to we had to come up with. We had to come up with some loot to, okay. to do some R and D. So okay, so we, uh, we rented out the space at Detroit City Distillery. 
Oh uh, wow! For in their in their original location on Riapel in Eastern Market, they've got a fifty gallon still uh, that they weren't using as regularly. So we get okay. to, we get to do all of, all of our stuff there. All right. And when did you start doing that? Uh, we started last year um, doing the first trial runs in August. So it's it's been almost a year now. Okay. And then when you started doing that, kind of describe because you got like a very nice bottle here. That I get Thank you so much. Excellent labeling. It, it's got like everything you would want in terms of just feeling like high quality um, for the right right price. How, how much does the bottle go for? So the the minimum shelf price in Michigan is twenty seven ninety nine. Oh, really? That's nice. Um, yeah, it's a pretty legit price. You know, we wanted it to be approachable to bartenders, to, to consumers alike. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of small distilleries have markups, and I get it. They got to stay in business. We actually don't, you know, we don't have to pay rent right now, so it's a little easier for us mm-hmm. to launch with this first product because we're just uh, we're producing under contract, which means we get, we're using another distillery. Um, I still go in and do all the work with the help of some of the distillery's people, but um, we don't have those overheads right now. For mm-hmm. so for this launch, we're trying to stay stay approachable price wise. Yeah. So normally with our guests, like we we do have really focus a lot on like people in the kitchen, like cooking and everything like that. And usually the story is like, oh, I I like been cooking all my life, or oh, you know, I, I had some amazing hamburger and now I got to cook. That forever, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. What, 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 I might be making Aquavit forever now. Oh, hey, you know, if I'm not mad at that. If the dollar sign works, you know, I'll make anything forever. There you go. <laughs> so, what what exactly were you doing beforehand? I, I know you weren't making drinks at the tender age of eight. No, I mean, uh, I I grew up in California in Berkeley. Um, I always had a garden in my backyard growing up. Okay, uh, food was always a a big thing for me personally because uh, I didn't have cable growing up, so okay. I, I watched I watched cooking shows on PBS as a kid, oh, nice. and that just sparked my interest in food. And I had some friends go to culinary school. I never went that route. I studied art history, but then I I followed a friend to Spain and oh. worked in my first restaurant there, um, just on a whim. And then I came back from Spain and moved to New York, trying okay. to pursue an art career, but it turned into a bartending career. Oh, so you were you worked in the kitchen first? I did, and then you came and said, "I'm going to start slinging these drinks." Yep. Now, was it out of necessity to pay bills? Yeah, pretty you, much. Okay. Hey, New um, York is. Uh, we well, see, I we I started working. We showed up at the at this place. My friend, a friend of a friend's spot in in Mallorca, in Spain. And the day they opened, mm-hmm. he told me the whole time that we had a job lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one of those friends. Yeah. So we got there and I was like, so what's up with that job? And he goes, I got to talk to her first. And I was like, you didn't talk to her? Luckily, because he might have stayed on that island. Um, <laughs> we we got jobs. So we got we worked three days a week to pay our rent and we lived above the restaurant. And then anything after that, we got paid cash. And I stayed for like six months. Okay. And this is Spain or New York? Spain. Okay. And I went to New York after that. All right. Hey, that's not not a bad deal. I got lucky. Hey, (laughs) I had to work the graveyard shift though. You still had to work though. Yeah, many many people get turned down and all all of that. So I know how that that goes. So give me a timeline. What what was it when you came back to New York? What what year are we in? Uh, We're in two thousand four is when I moved to New York. Okay, two thousand four. Yeah. So from 2004 to 2015, what what was the route that got you recognition to be 
classified as a, a top bartender across the entire country. You know, I wish I wish I could answer that because <laughs> I didn't I didn't like apply for that title. Yeah, I know. I um, know. We we didn't hire a, a serve like a you know publicity company to feed that to yeah. to anybody. Um, my guess is that somebody influential sat at the bar and was impressed with my service and decided that they wanted to nominate me to, to their peers as writers or however the case may be. I really don't know. It was, <laughs> as, it was a shock to me, honestly. All right. And you were at a, a little-known bar that, that was named after the city of Detroit in a sense, right? Like the last the word. The last word, yeah, in Ann Arbor. Yeah. It's named after the cocktail created in Detroit. Is that, is that still around right now? The last word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're still going strong. It's a block away from my office. Oh, Sweet. Wow. <laughs> so you know. Yeah. I've been there a few times. Is it, is it, I've never been to the last. Should check part. it out. Worth checking out. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. We've got a suggestion. We'll be there to get some last words from the last word. So when did you leave? Um, I left. I left around um, October, September ish last year. Oh, okay. So just recently. Yeah, I was. That's what I was doing up until up until we started. My wife and I started this company. Okay. Did she design the label? She had a major role in it, but she, <laughs> neither one of us are graphic designers. So, but uh, we we worked with a graphic designer and kind of you okay. know, did it as a, a tandem thing. I got it. I got it. I, I I'm awful at making stuff. I just I just cook food. <laughs> well, so, that's that's making stuff. Yeah, in a <laughs> sense. So, who came up with your the um. I, we can we'll put a picture on here uh when we send this out um but wh- who came up with your like design like what, you said you had a major role in it was it just mainly so we had we had a vibe that we wanted to go with we have we have a couple of uh couple of taglines we have honor the past celebrate the present and shape the future mm-hmm. as one of them and then share the spirit of aquavit so aquavit okay. traditionally is a, a communal table thing mm-hmm. um, during special occasions, special holidays, when you're with loved ones and family, it would be uh, at the table and served with food. So uh, very big, very big on that, uh, just sharing that spirit of togetherness and uh, and just being one with your loved ones and, and new new friends as well. So it's just, a, you know, it's great to it's great to share with somebody the spirit yeah. Uh, itself and then also the spirit of being together. All right. So tell me, because I'm not familiar. I, I do a lot of cooking. I've been known to, to find myself in the kitchen here and there. Um, <laughs> what would I pair with uh, Aquavit? Uh, sure. So in, in Denmark in particular, because it's the only Scandinavian country I've been to, um, seafood is big. They're really into herring there, uh, fattier fish, um, pork dishes also. Um, anything that's can be would be like kind of heavy. This cuts through fat really, really well, and it's almost like a digestive. Mm. Well, I just took a, a nice sip of this, and I, I'm I'm asking, I, I might I might play with it myself here. Right on. Yeah, you, know. uh, you could cure salmon with it. Make gravlax. It works amazingly well to do that. Seriously? Oh yeah. Okay. I well. wish I had some with me. It's in my fridge <laughs> at home. Oh, wow. How strong is it? Forty five percent. So it's that's sort of like you see it bottled in the European countries anywhere between like thirty eight and up. Um, in America, it's got to be at least forty. Um, but the the unaged stuff like ours is 
uh, typically is right in that 40 to 45 range. So we went for the higher higher end of the scale uh, to make this also usable as a cocktail ingredient and really be able to uh, stand strong against other ingredients that it's mixed with. All right. Sounds good. So let's let's take some layers back here uh, for our listeners at home um, and a lot of the people who don't know. So uh, refrigerated dietists behind the food will kind of break down what's going on with uh, – and give us the full name, Norden. Norden Aquavit. Okay. Yeah, we're Norden Spirits is the company, but Aquavit is the is the spirit category. Okay. And it then, is. So you plan on and Norden is like the company that you've started, and Aquavit is your flagship. Yep. Okay. Exactly. So in 2015, you decided to sit down. You had a conversation with your your wife, and it was, I'm going to stop working at this bar. Well, as a matter of fact, she's the one who came to me because she's okay. she was uh she used to work for a major retailer. Um, she's traveling all over the country, mm-hmm. and we have two kids, and it started to become a lot. And she didn't want to be gone all the time. Um, she had an opportunity to leave with a good severance package, and we decided together to go into business with you know together as partners. Originally, it was going to be to do a bar or a restaurant bar together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, as things started to evolve, we said, well, why don't we just make booze? Yeah. And she was, I mean, I never would have done it. She pushed me off the ledge. I never would have done it without okay. her. Okay. Well, that's a partnership. That's right. Yeah. And and a lot of a lot of folks don't know, but you when you're in business, right, the number one rule of any business is to maximize the number of transactions as efficiently as possible. Yeah. Right? So if I have the choice to deal with all of the overhead associated with the bar to sell drinks or just make the stuff that you sell drinks with. <laughs> yeah. So if we can, if we can get a distillery of our own, which is what we're working towards, mm-hmm. um, we'll be able to, we'll be able to make exactly what we are selling, mm-hmm. you know, not just selling it in bottles to, to the end user, but actually creating the experience of them drinking it at our tasting room, at our bar. Anybody that's been to any of the distilleries in town here, Two James, Detroit mm-hmm. City Distillery, Valentine, they've all got their bars set up. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the creators behind the creations also, so, mm-hmm. which is yeah. cool. So are you, what is the plan here? Is it just to focus on the Aquavit for a couple of years or do you like have some other things in the work right now? Uh, for the immediate future, we're, this is it, but mm-hmm. we're, our, you know, we had a location in mind, but we lost out on it. Uh, didn't get the financing together in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're, uh, we're still, that's, that's in our sights. All right. All right. Now, what is the recipe process for coming up with something like this? On, on the bottle, I see sage, I see clementine, I see sumac, I see juniper, coriander, all, all things that I cook with, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but, um, how does that find its way inside your your drink? Did you and your wife sit down before the labels, before the still? What, yep. What happened? With yeah, that? the label didn't the label didn't come alive until we actually knew what was going to go in the bottle. So this the the process of creating the recipe was a long one. Mm-hmm. We had ideas. We wanted to stay traditional, right. to, you know, so it's recognizable as Aquavit. It's not. There's no mistaking it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's modern in that. It uh, it kind of takes on a little bit of a gin familiarity. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's had gin will, will be familiar with some of the botanicals that are found in gin that we also use. So the coriander, orris root, angelica, um, and juniper itself is in our aquavit. Okay. 
So, um, so what we did was we didn't know exactly which botanicals we were going to use. Mm -hmm. We did isolated distillations of each one individually. Oh. Um, and then experienced those and played around with mixing them together and okay. deciding on ratios. So cool. the whole process took months. All right. And just so we can like make sure everybody understands. So isolated distillation means yep. that you tried out aquavit with sumac only. You right. We took, we took a neutral spirit. Only. Yeah. Soaked, soaked whatever botanical in that neutral spirit and then redistilled it to capture the flavors and the essences of that botanical. Okay. Right. But all alone and then blended them later on. All right. And so, now when we do a batch, we throw everything in there all at once because we right. know what our ratios are. Okay. Yeah. And this is, uh, this, some, this is something that happens quite a bit, uh, in terms of just percentages, right? Like everyone has like a baker, for example, has a baked percentage. Totally. You know, um, a distiller has like a distilled percentage, right? So, uh, th we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into what else is involved with Deciding that you want to start your own distillery right here in Detroit, <laughs> uh, the incubator way, right? So you don't need uh, an actual big building and all of these things. You uh, just need an idea and a willing partner. That's right. All right. We'll see you soon on Refrigerator Diaries. All right. Welcome back to Refrigerator Diaries. Hashtag, what's your RD? Keeping the people engaged with the food. Share your stories, videos, music, topics. Let people know what's on your diary. So we've got Robin Cleveland here with us, uh, proprietor and co-owner of Norden Aquavit, which is a traditionally crafted grain spirit with select botanicals that is closely reminiscent of gin, my, my favorite drink. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, the right. botanicals are just a little different. That's all. Slightly different. Right? Yeah. So we've got... Instead of it just being primarily junipers, like what gin is, we've got a, a wide assortment of sumac and clementine and uh, sage and et cetera, dill, right? Yep. Uh, caraway, 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 it's yeah. uh, by law, it's got to be caraway or dill. Ours is caraway forward. Okay. Um, in, in America, it's caraway, but in, the, in Europe, it's caraway or dill. And it's the seed, not the, not the green. All right, and now tell me, what was the last thing you said? It was primarily good with seafood, right? Yeah. But what was the last thing that you've eaten, and you said, "God, like I, I just need to have some aquavit with this." Honestly, it was a, it was a hot dog. <laughs> what? So when I, I'm gonna rewind a little bit. Pause this for a little. Yeah, Take us through serious. it. Take us through it. <laughs> so, so we, my wife and I went to Denmark last year to do a little research. Um, okay. We, we actually ended up totally by chance being at the world's first Akavit festival. And you started this in with Copenhagen. Your wife, right? Yes, you guys, I did. It was her idea and you guys just yeah. jumped it together. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we we were in Denmark together doing research for this project for the company and the hot dogs there are are they're just damn good. They're then they're everywhere. But they do it they do it a little bit different there. So okay. the condiments are different. Okay. Their mustard has like different spices There's like cardamom in the mustard there's uh -huh. and they do like fried onions and their pickles taste different like everything's just like a different just slightly different vibe okay and there's more flavor in in, in, a, in a hot dog, dog over okay. there yeah, especially with they, what they put on it they have different um fda clearances yeah well that's, that's right. probably true also yeah but i had i had a hot dog with with swedish mustard 
and like all the spice notes in the mustard were would have been so good with the aquavit. Oh. Well, time will tell. I'll have to try it. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I wish I had a hot dog I trust to eat here to, <laughs> to try with the uh, Aquavit. <laughs> so n- now that you, you've got like this going on, you, you set up a distribution or distillery, right? You have a partnership with Detroit City Distillery. Yeah. We're, we're working out of there. We, we don't, it's not a true partnership in the sense that we own any part of them or they own any part of us, but we, we produce our stuff there. Yeah, and pay a rent to utilize the still. Essentially, yeah. Okay. And like what do you get out of one still? Frame it for our, our wee minds here. What what comes out of one still? Yeah, it all depends on the size of the still, but uh they they have uh they have a 500 gallon if I'm not mistaken. We fill half of that every okay. time we do a run. 500 gallons. Yeah. And what what is typically one gallon equate to in terms of fifths? Uh that'd be roughly like four and a half to to all, somewhere between four and a half and five bottles. Okay, wow. So 164 yeah. ounces in a gallon, 25.4 ounces in a in a fifth. That's some. That's the man it's who like knows six, numbers. Almost, yeah, six bottles. Okay, and six so bottles per gallon. Okay, so you guys are doing about like roughly a couple hundred bottles. We're you? doing. We're doing. We did 1,200 on the last run. And now, and we're running again tomorrow. And now that you're starting this on your own, do you guys like? Do you have a sales team, or is it you and your wife? Or you got? It's me and my wife door knocking, selling bottles. Yeah, I wish we could do that, right, but well, we got to do everything through the state. Okay, well, you know, until we have a, a spot of our own where people can actually come and buy from us directly, we uh, we have to do it through distribution only, mm-hmm. which means um, the state asks acts as the the wholesaler, and then there's licensed distributors that actually deliver the product for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Aquavit is something, as you were, we were talking about earlier, is the, the communal aspect of it, right? It's married primarily with family, friends during holidays, people sit. Yeah, traditionally. Yeah. Traditionally, that would be the case. And then, like, we like to, you know, carry that over to more of, you know, the bar culture in America where, you know, maybe you're too on the go to have that time yeah. to be with your loved ones regularly. I think other cultures make more time for, for eating together and like spending that family time. We've right. kind of lost that in America, unfortunately, but we still have bars right. and everybody likes to get together and, and, you know, have a, have a sip of something together, maybe listen to some music, something like that. Okay. So is it, when you say it still can be designed for on the go, is that meaning that it can be mixed with a cocktail? Is yeah. That- I mean, it's, it's, it, we designed the the flavor profile to to stand alone on its own, but also hold up in cocktails. So it's a great mixer. Doing an aquavit and tonic, or like just a quick shake and drink, like a gimlet with lime and sugar, mm-hmm. works really well. Have you have you considered a last word variant? With, We've done it with it's aquavit awesome. instead of the gin. Yeah, we did aquavit instead of the gin, and then floated a blood orange slice over the top, which really brought it out nicely. So I highly recommend that to anybody. Yeah. I mean, you've got like quite the, the recognition and acclaim accolades associated with being a bartender. Do you guys give variants of drinks with Aquavit substitutes as yourselves? Yeah. Which? I mean, I think, I think it, it easily substitutes for gin in most recipes, but then it also is so unique. It can, you, there's a whole nother world out there. And that's part of like our little slogan that I said earlier shape the future that's mm-hmm. sort of like that's not necessarily for us saying that we're going to shape the future but we're trying to supply a tool to bartenders to people that make drinks at home to create something new a fisto's hammer 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So it's summertime, obviously, right? There's there's so many signs of summer, and when I I drink this, I'm thinking, oh, like fresh, like I'm thinking watermelon fresca. I'm thinking like very light and and just fluidity, like it's floaty. Um, what what do you think about that? Do you think like this is like something you're gonna find in edible flowers? Like, is it? Does it match with what you see out in the? Yeah, I think I think uh, Akavit holds a special place during this season. Um, again, going back to tradition, um, during the Midsummer Festival in Nordic countries, Akavit would almost always be on the table. Um, my wife's part Swedish. I'm not Nordic in any way, uh, okay. but but for me, um, I we've got a garden at home. I grew up gardening. I've always always gardened. I got herbs on the deck. I got everything grown in the backyard. My favorite thing is just to pull up whatever's, whatever's popping up, mm-hmm. mix it, find a way to mix it with the, with our spirit. And, uh, and then you're just living that moment. You're, you know, you're, you're entrenched in the season right there. So right. any so. mint in a gimlet is like one of the easiest things to do. Um, making a ton, aquavit and tonic with a little cucumber and dill just like floated on the top. Also, it's like something anybody can do. This entire time, I was like thinking, like, where where is this coming from? Like, why Aquavit? So <laughs> now it, now it is all, now it is all clear. Now it is all clear. So, what'd you have for breakfast today? Man, I was on the go, so <laughs> I, w- I had to be I had to be at the distillery uh, prepping botanicals. So it was nothing special. I had a granola bar and a cup of coffee. Hey, you know, that's the working man's. Yes, right. right there. On the go. Just right back to on the go. <laughs> right. right. I, I never drank coffee, but I, I drink it every day now. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so when you sit down and think of your most excellent seafood dish, what comes to mind? All right. Easy. Um, open face sandwich at Schurneman's in Copenhagen, Denmark last year. Um, it had a sole filet on top of uh, freshly baked rye bread topped with a caper, dill, mayo, shrimp, and um, some kind of fish egg. I don't remember exactly what, but it was just like so fresh and so flavorful. Just like every bite was a different burst of salt and spice, and that was it. That, that sounds fantastic. That was so the best o- thing. Open face sandwich. Yeah. So you could see everything right before you yep. take it out. I'm with that. I'm with that. We want to have a couple more questions here. So I, I like to play around with some, some of the guests when they come on. So what, what is the, the most over the top donut that you've come across in your lifetime? Oh man, over the top donut would, oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Cause I don't, that whole like crazy, like donut thing hadn't quite happened when I, like when I was first eating donuts <laughs> and now I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but I think, I think the craziest thing I've had was, uh, I had an apple fritter that was like bigger than my head. Okay. <laughs> was it like part of like a competition, like eat this whole fritter? Or <laughs> no, it was just the spot near my house growing up when I was a kid. And I probably had a smaller head back then, but yeah. it, it seemed like it was bigger than my head anyway. I mean, most desserts seem bigger than life to me. I, I still try to take them down, though, so, <laughs> one bite at a time. So uh, you guys can't see this, but Robin has 
bartending equipment in here, and uh, as soon as he sits down, I see glassware, I see aromatic bitters, I see a jigger, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I, I don't know if I can drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And not to say I've been drinking all night or anything, I'm just saying in general, it, it's been quite a, quite a busy weekend for for everyone you know like did you did you have anything going on with the fireworks at all like are you getting booked still to do like private like i did actually did a class um i taught a class at the last word on sunday all about tasting spirits it wasn't really related to the aquavit it's just something we had on the books um so sort of like in between in between gig mm-hmm. um, so I was I've been teaching cocktail classes this was a little bit of a departure for me uh, in that we were just tasting spirits without mixing them mm-hmm. um, so that's what I had going on on Sunday and I, I had some friends in town um, over the weekend um, we had a little surprise party for one of them but we didn't leave the house we didn't we didn't do the firework thing on Monday because oh. everybody was beat. Yeah, no, I feel you. You gotta, you gotta maintain. You gotta maintain. That's right. So I need, I need a day off sometimes. Fight another day. All right. So before we get out of here, where can I get this right now? Can I buy a bottle right now? So July first is our availability through the Michigan Liquor Control Commission. Okay. Um, Probably better, but we put that out there. I'm yeah. Not buying a, I'm not buying a bottle right now. <laughs> yeah, I cannot sell you one. <laughs> um, so July 1st availability, what that means is that somebody can order it. It's not going to be hitting shelves until people order it. Uh, we have got some bars that are have agreed to pick it up. Um, but as far as retail goes, anybody that wants it, they can place an order at their favorite party store, liquor store. Anybody that can they, they can bring it in, uh, we would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um our, the order number is 18061. That's the item number. It'll be listed. Any any retailer will have access to that. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. We've got info on on how to order it on there, too. And okay. it's at Norden Akavit, N-O-R-D-E-N. Okay. And just so for clarity, and, you know, I'm, I'm not the best at this stuff. People think I stumble my words when I'm asking for things. I'm going to go into my local liquor store, and I'm going to tell the guy behind the counter, I need order number one eight zero six one. Yep. For Norden Aquavit. Yeah. Can you order? After, can you order this for me anytime after, after July first? After July first, can yep. you order this for me? And then they will say yay or nay. Yeah, and it should be yay. And, <laughs> and then, if it's if it's nay, shoot me an email. <laughs> okay. And then if it's yay, they then contact you. They don't contact me. They have to order through the state. So our our stuff's already in the warehouse for the distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put, they place their order, you know, if they, if their order day is Monday, and, mm-hmm. which is the second and you were in there on Monday, uh, they could place the order that day and then it would show up at the location from the, from the warehouse that our distributors warehouse would ship it to that location probably by the end of the week. Worst case scenario would be the following week. But if, if you managed to hit your store on the right day, you could have it the week of July 1st. All right, so there you have it. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. There you have it. No, it does. You know, we we got a high IQ listening audience here. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's getting it in. So, if you want Norden Aquavit for your Fourth of July party, all you need do is travel to your local liquor store or local beverage for spirit wine, beer, however, and then place your order one eight zero six one. Norden Aquavit, and then check back, and you can have it 
Yeah, they'll probably call you. They usually do that. I used to place orders all the time for stuff that that I wanted that they didn't carry. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's good customer service. Anything else you want to say before you end on the good note? Um, man, no, just uh, just thank you so much for for fitting me in here. It's been a blast, and uh, I look forward to to sharing what we do with everybody. All right, and thank you so much for this non complimentary bottle that I have to wait for until <laughs> July first to. <laughs> get from you <laughs> thank you very much refrigerated diaries we will see you on the next episode hashtag what's your rd